Blog Talk Radio. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. trying to get into the studio, but it, it, happens. Um, it happens. But anyway, uh, I believe Granny's there. Are you Granny there? I am here. Matthias, are you there? Hey, yo, it's Matthias, ready to go live on 89.1, Ken's FM. Let's do this. All right, so uh, later on in the show, uh, we are definitely going to be talking about the passing of uh, – my hero, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, uh, we'll be talking about that uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, so as a dedication to the memory of Scott Hall, we just heard Yes. And uh, as you know, as you can tell, that's actually big swing there. Uh, so he's going to yeah. be joining us uh, in the flesh. Yeah, because he's going to run the board like he used to back in the day. And uh, so, anyway, uh, we have a we have a big show tonight, as always, except uh, for everybody listening to the audio qu- uh, co- uh, quality. Uh, it's probably not going to be up to snuff, but anyway, it is what it is. It, it so, actually doesn't uh, sound too bad. We, I, I hear it hear it through the through the computer speakers. It actually doesn't sound terrible. Like, I mean, there's there's definitely been worse, you know, worse connections. So you sound all right. Okay, because uh, tonight we have uh, uh, Victoria Redstall. She's going to be our first guest. And then we have Lolly Tops with her uh, Facebook companion, Pervy the Clown. Uh, they're going to be uh-huh. talking about uh, the new uh, – they're going to be talking about the new horror film uh, 
uh, movie show uh, that you're going to be uh, launching. And uh, what's interesting about this show, if you guys remember Elvira back in the day, she's basically going to be course. doing that with uh, with all the great D minus F plus horror film movies that you could think of. She's going to be talking to us about that. And we have Sammy Bull, uh, who's going to be joining us. And uh, what she basically does is uh, she works for a wrestling company that if you want, you can pay a couple hundred dollars. Uh, you can go to where she's at, and she can kick your butt for for an hour or two hours, whatever you want to pay for. Uh, so she's like a wrestling so dominatrix that, then, basically. Basically, basically yes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, nice. obviously her matches are not determined because if you're going to pay, you're going to try and win. But uh, <laughs> good luck Well, with some that. people like to lose. <laughs> there are people who like to get beat up. It's like a fetish of theirs. So maybe they will pay to go and get beat up. Who really knows? But anyway, right. Right now, we do have right. we do have a three two three number on with us. Yep. So um I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna jump off for a minute, let you guys run what you usually run. I'll be here watching the board. Um and I'm assuming that is our our guest. So yep. go on, do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the hottest gal in the history of Hollywood to ever turn into politics. Ladies and gentlemen, she is joining the Five Timers Club. She is the one. She is the only, the lady in red. She is Victoria Redstall. Hello, this is Victoria Redstall. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the Big Swing and Granny Hustler. Hulkster, excuse me. Granny Hulkster. 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 Hulkster, there you go. It's okay. Anyway, so uh, how are you, Victoria? Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm doing good. Thank you very much here in Naples, sunny Florida. And uh, so it, you... Uh, Unlike us here in North Dakota, you don't have you don't have to worry about snow where you're at, do you? No, we don't worry about snow. Just mosquitoes and the humidity, but that's it. No, uh, no snow. Well, you know, we we uh, usually deal with mosquitoes here during the summertime, but uh, as you may have uh, heard, uh, Victoria, we're actually in a makeshift studio right now. Uh, we're actually in our cars, uh, calling into the station because we can't get into the studio. <laughs> But, Are you serious? Um, because anyway. of the snow? Because of the snow? No, no, no. No, uh, uh, no mixed uh, mix communications with the station owner. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. Well, so, let's make this work. This is going to work. You've got me now on the show. Yes, it's perfect. So now uh, let's, uh, let's uh, start. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, then we can uh, – then I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Okay. Oh, background of myself, born and raised in England, so I'm very English. Uh, left England at 18 years old, lived in my country that I love the most in the, in the world called Spain, and lived there as a nanny um, with the gypsies in Spain, so I learned the language, uh, the Spanish language. I also worked as a model in Spain, but I knew that there was no growth for me in Spain when it comes to on-camera career of acting and journalism. So I did leave that country with my heart there still, and I came to England, uh, England for 18, 
but I went straight to America after that at 19, and I made my home here in, in West Hollywood. It began all in West Hollywood at 19 years old, and it's been amazing ever since. I started at acting school. Uh, Al Pacino helped me get a scholarship for six months that turned into one year, that turned into three years, turned into four years. So I had a scholarship at Lee Strasberg Acting Institute. I worked as a nanny. I worked as a model. I worked as a waitress. And then, of course, I was in the industry of acting, did many, many commercials, music videos, TV shows, and then some movies. Um, but the movie industry I found to be rather sleazy. So I, I put myself through com, uh, college in Santa Monica College as a broadcast journalism college. And then I ended up being a, a journalist, independent journalist, but they didn't want the English accent in American local politics. So I ended up <clears throat> reading the weather on the morning news. I did traffic in the helicopter. I did some freelance stuff, and then I ended up writing books on serial killers because we had family friends when I was 11 years old that were murdered by a mass murderer. Some people consider that a serial killer, but they are different. So I've written four books on serial killers. I then became a criminologist and uh, done many TV shows, 42 TV shows and documentaries and, and movies on that subject, and I was a correspondent on The Insider for that subject, if there was a mass murder that happened in America. And then after about uh, 27 years of being in Los Angeles, California, I reached my limit with the politics there and with the homeless people there and with the crazy taxes there. And I moved my family and I, we moved to Naples, Florida, never to look back. It's been one year and three months of pure bliss and heaven right here in Naples, Florida. And uh, you know the cool thing is that we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, the uh, your serial killer uh, interviews in your book in a little bit, but and I, I and I'm only gonna mention this for a little bit because I know you don't like when I talk to you about it, but when I mention it, but uh, actually the movie I fell in love with you when I first got to know you was the movie Nothing to Lose, and I know you hate me mentioning that, but I'm just kind of <laughs> curious. Uh, if you could quickly take us through how you got uh, your role in that. Well, I mean, I, I got my role. Again, Al Pacino was part of that because he was very friends with the producer that was involved in that, Martin, Martin Bregman and Lou Stroller, and there's a few other people. But I did read for the producers and the director. The director made the final decision. I did not know the director at all. So the director <clears> made the <throat> final decision, and I was that lady in the bar in Nothing to Lose, and I worked with Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins, great, great people, both of them, very, very different, great actors and great people, and I worked with them, and that was the very first big, big movie I ever did, because I was still at acting school when I did that. It was I was a baby, so it was kind of fun, but I, I that was my first one. But the one I did, you know, fast forward to recently, before I went out to sea for three and a half years to work in uh, on the Holland America line as a port shopping ambassador, my most recent movie, which seems a long time ago, it was four years ago, um, and and that was the most recent one I did. I think you mentioned that one before, Escape Artist. That's where I played a news anchor, which was a Megyn Kelly type role, and it was a lead role in that movie. So that was the one flash forward to. But yes, the one that you you met me on and you talked about is Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins. Uh, Victoria Redstone is our guest here. We got about uh, thirty-four minutes here with Victoria. So now. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, your uh, the your book that you wrote on serial killers, and you mentioned that uh, uh, so, some of your family was uh, tragically murdered by a serial killer. Uh, 
if you want to discuss that, kind of take us through take us through that a little bit. Yes, I will take you through that because it all began when I was eight years old, and it was family friends. It was our closest family friends. When I was eight years old, my parents met a lovely family in Spain when we were on holiday, and this family were very strong disciplinarians, and the, the father of those kids that were friends of my parents, that father was actually a uh, school minister, like the main person of the school. This, uh, the main person of the school is a headmaster, and his name was Nick Perkins. And my father turned to him one day and said, you know, Nick, I can't control my daughter. Could you help me? And somehow Nick Perkins had a control over me that my father and my mother never could. And it became like a father-daughter relationship from the age of seven or eight years old. Flash forward to when I was 11, Nick Perkins and his son, there was, a, there was a mass murder that happened in England, and it was in 1984, so I must have been about 14, 15 years old, and their mass murder was the, the obsessed school teacher that was under Nick Perkins at his school went to Bishop Dortford, where they lived, knocked on the door in full armor, and just started to shoot a gun through the door, Gareth, the son, who was about three years, four years older than me, who was like a brother to me all my, not all my life, but for the past past few years of my life, came to the door and was shot dead. Nick Perkins didn't hear it because he was wearing a Walkman at the time. He then came to the door hearing gunshots, but never saw his son lying, dying on the floor. He then saw this man in armor, thinking the cops had got the wrong house. He ran to him to stop him from using the gun. And that's when that man in armor said, Nick, I'm going to make sure you never run again. And that's when Nick Perkins knew that that was a teacher that he tried to fire numerous times because he had an obsession with a schoolboy. And his name was Paul Osman. Paul Smith, actually, Paul Smith. But he changed his name by default, by default to Paul Osman. So Paul Osman was his name legally. And then after the cops finally got there, they didn't get there for a while because in England, cops don't carry guns. So when they finally got there, after all the guns, the, the rounds were shot, they got there and they took him to jail. And from then he was sentenced to Broadmoor Prison for life. But life in 1984, he would be out by now. So Paul Osman is out on the streets. And uh, Nick Perkins, I know, was going to make sure he didn't last very long on the street. So I don't know what happened. A lot happened after that incident with me and Nick Perkins and the family. Um, but I'm flashing forward. I'm flashing forward. Uh, Victoria Redstone is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, somewhat. Uh, we got about uh, 30 minutes here with uh, Victoria. Now, uh, we're going to do a little roundtable here. We'll start with uh, Granny. Granny, what do you got for our guest, Victoria Redstone? Go ahead. Well, I'm going to let Matthias go first, Icon. Okay, Matthias, what do you have for our guest, Victoria Redstone? We have 30 minutes. Go ahead. First off, I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. It's a pleasure having you. Um, as a fellow serial killer and true, co- true crime enthusiast, I just simply have to ask one question. Um, what would you say is either one of your favorite serial killers i mean i I should it should sound kind of odd but what would you say would be like one of the most intriguing serial killers you either got to interview or you got to study upon or like which one kind of jogged your brain the most robert pickton robert pickton oh okay 
Robert Smith. Bro, like, like, what? What yeah, that? he was he, Canada. Um, Robert Pickton is in Vancouver, Canada. Weird, weird man. Lived on a farm, and he would kill these, you know, prostitutes. He would kill them for some whatever reason he had to kill prostitutes. He killed them, but he had pigs, and he would serve them to the pigs. So the pigs would eat the prostitutes. And what happened was he would then, because he was a butcher, he would then do what he does with the pigs, whatever, and they would be served to the neighborhood as a butch- in a butcher shop. Um, horrific. I mean, you can't imagine such horrific crimes, but that's what he would do. And I found that person very intriguing, and beyond evil personified, beyond evil. So let me let me say that right off the bat before I'm put down for saying this or not being um, not, not being caring towards the people who were killed. That's nothing to do with it. This person was very clever with what he did. He was very methodical, and what he did was he wanted to get rid of the evidence. So he got the pigs that he was butchering anyway to eat the meat of these prostitutes that he killed, and then he served them to the neighborhood, or he sold these, these, these pig meat and the sausages to the neighborhood. And the saddest part of all, which was found out later, was that a lot of the people in the neighborhood who had lost their loved ones, because they were prostitutes, they'd gone off the rails, and they'd fallen into you know hands of the wrong people, who now they were not living the life that they had wanted them to live, they ended up being killed at the hands of a serial killer. And then being put into the, the, the meat of these uh, sausages, which is, or whatever he did, and then being sold. I think that's probably the most horrific, horrible crime in the world. So therefore, I was very interested in trying to analyze the mentality of this person. And I did write him a letter. Then I wrote him two letters, and I never got any response. So I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, whether the letters never got to him, or whether he just didn't want to respond. But that person is very, very, very far gone to try to behave like that. And I was interested to talk to him to see what his method of madness was, to know why he would do such a horrific thing. I, I agree so in 100%. A way, Go ahead. So in a way, uh, so in a way uh, you know, it's not exactly like the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, but, uh, you know, he used to eat his victims too, you know. Uh, but uh, this guy was uh, – uh, serving his his victims to his farm animals, which is just apprehensible. Now, now, and you said you did get to interview this guy, or you did not? No, I never interviewed Robert Pickton. I was very interested to interview him, but I actually didn't. No, Jeffrey Dahmer was different. Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't believe he ever ate them. He just poisoned the brain. He he put a substance in their brain to make them not ever leave him. Or am I confusing him with the one in England, Dennis Nielsen? He, Dennis Nielsen and Jeffrey Dahmer are very similar. Jeffrey Dahmer, he, 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 he created, he, he created um, slaves. He would, he would strangle his victims, and then he would cut them up, or he would uh, insert acid in their brains, and he would try yes, to create acid. a zombie-like state. Yes, he would put them right. in tanks. He put them in tanks. I don't think he ate them. I mean, I... I know what you mean. I don't think that he was known to be a, a cannibal. They, they do say that, but I don't believe he was. I mean, if you know something I don't know, you know something I don't know. But, no, I don't believe that. Dennis Nielsen in London and Jeffrey Dahmer were very, very similar men. They were both gay men. They both wanted to store their body parts and keep them under the floorboards. And in, in Jeffrey Dahmer's case, he kept them in, he kept them in acid tanks because he put the acid and in the brain. And speaking of the floorboards, I was going to say, uh, before Icon said something, one of my 
most intriguing serial killers, I would have to say, was uh, John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown out of Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois. And the one reason that intri- that he intrigued me so much is this guy went to kill 33 young men and boys from the age or from the years of 1972 to 1978. And I believe the youngest was 14 and the oldest was like in his twenties or close, like somewhere in his twenties. And the fact of the matter is he, he went on to kill these kids and young boys and whatever for six years. And nobody, not anybody had a clue because he would go and he would kill these kids. And then he would go living on his daily life. Like nothing ever happened. And, Nobody could tell because most of his victims were runaways or teenage prostitutes. And then when he finally got caught in 1978, like they found like 29 bodies underneath his floorboards. They found four of the bodies in the Displains River. And everybody was just like, I had no idea. This guy, this guy dressed like a clown for children at, at the hospitals and he would do parties and he would host parties at his house and nobody could detect the smell of the dead bodies underneath his house. And it was just, like, that just intrigued me how he could be able to go from killing people to living on his daily life and just absolutely not give out any sort of a sign that he was this most evil, sadistic child killer in recent history. I know. And not only that, he was married and he was very much engaged with politics. If you've seen him with pictures with the mayor. Exactly. And, uh, with Ross Burr, yeah. So he, yeah, he was very involved in that. Very personable man. and. Yeah, he was going around behaving like that. It's it's uncanny. It's it's hard to believe. Yeah, he's a very interesting one. There are many interesting ones. I mean, I've interviewed many interesting ones, uh, like the Robin Gack. The, the the one that's in my first book, which is the book I would say is my best book, is the first book I made, I wrote, and that was the fifth chapter was Robin Gack because I don't think he actually did those crimes, but the actual Chicago Rippers, whoever they were which are the Corcoralis brothers and a few others, um, they went for a long time in Chicago in the 80s, cutting prostitutes' breasts off and, and killing them. And then they all railroaded their boss, Robin Gack. And to this day, I, I feel that I think that case should be really opened. He got 128 years in prison, and I truly believe that he had no part of it. And it's very hard for me to say that a cop was wrong. I'm really, really proven that because I, I, I'm very, very, very strong supporter of law enforcement. I do know there's corruption in certain states and certain counties in law enforcement, and in the justice system, I know there's a lot of corruption. So I'm, I'm just guessing that the justice system in Polk County, in Chicago, in the 80s, was extremely corrupt, and they did not want to let that guy Robin get go. Maybe because he was a dislikable person. I would agree. I've spent many hours with him, so I can see how he can upset people. And I feel that the people that worked for him, who really were the Chicago Rippers, they wanted to say that their boss did the crime. But I truly believe that, that he actually didn't do the crime and that they were all covering for each other and blaming the boss. Because he's not a likable person, uh, but he's got some good qualities. And I really, really feel he was railroaded by his co-workers, his uh, employees, and I feel he was railroaded by the justice system of Polk County. So if there he is serving 128 years in an alone prison. I would be hard pushed to believe that he actually did any of the crimes. I believe they all, they all did. His employers did. 
He's an employee, Sid, but I don't believe Robin Gett actually did it. Uh, Victoria, Victoria Redstall is our guest here. we got about uh, 22 minutes. So uh, here's, uh, here's where we're at with the show, guys. I think what we're going to do, I know this is tedious, but we're just going to do it from our phones tonight because uh, it's going to be too difficult to try and get logged into the station, and uh, everything will just get messed up. So we'll just do everything from our, our, our cars tonight. Copacetti, uh, guys, we good? Bye by me. Okay, uh, and Granny, you're at home, so you're not in your car. You're actually in a nice uh, heated uh, uh, location. Uh, <coughs> sorry, uh, Victoria Redstone's our guest here. We got about 21 minutes. So now, how many different? Uh, uh, Granny, do you have a question for our guest? Sorry. No, I'm I'm good. I'm just kind of enjoying this interview. I mean, it's great to have her back on the show, and I mean, everything that I was pretty much going to ask, Messiah's pretty much covered really well. So. I'm good. So, Victoria, how many different uh, serial killers have you interviewed? I would say in person, in the flesh, maybe 12, 14. How many on paper, writing back and forth, I maybe say 20. But, no, I would say 12, from Florida to Oklahoma to California to Oregon to Illinois. I've, I've been all over the place interviewing these people, oftentimes helping homicide close cases. Now, close cases on the inside. I I can't say I've helped them close cases where there's been a serial killer on the loose and I've helped them close the case. I would love to do that. I can't take claim to that, but I can say that even in Canada, I've helped homicide close cases on serial killers that have been on the inside where they were suspicious of what they've done on the outside, and I've added a few bodies to their, their um, you know, what they've been accused of. So, yeah, I haven't been to Canada, so I don't know. I haven't been to Winnipeg, but I've helped uh, homicide detectives in Winnipeg and in uh, Los Angeles and a few other places. So, yeah, uh, I would say 12 people in total. Uh, Victoria Redstone is our guest here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes. Now, uh, uh, now I'm going to kind of curious. Now, you actually went to uh, the prisons and stuff that uh, a lot of these uh, killers uh, have been in. Now, let me ask you this. Did you ever get nervous about being in the same room with these people? I, I know they don't have weapons or anything in prison, but were you ever nervous at all being face-to-face with them and asking them questions? I was never nervous with any of the serial killers I've interviewed, except when I began. When I began in 2006, when I met Wayne Adam Ford, Wayne Adam Ford was in San Bernardino County Jail, and there was glass between us. But that was the only time I was nervous because it was the first time. And the first time was different to all other times. So when I met him, I kind of felt like Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs. And he, he came to the bars, and I was like almost wanting to move away from the bars. But I thought, no, 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 stay there. Otherwise, you're going to look like you're afraid. And the one thing you don't want to do to a serial killer is to look afraid. So I stayed there, and he goes, what's your name? And, and I said, Blair. And he goes, what's your last name? And I said, and he said, well, where are you from, England or Australia? And I went, Australia? Because I wanted to give him everything I'm not. You know, obviously I'm not Australian, I'm English. Obviously my name's not Claire, right. my middle name's Claire, but I'm Victoria. And my last name's Redstall. So I got, I got very nervous, but I still stayed at the bars talking to him because it was the first serial killer I'd ever met. So that was when I was nervous the first time. 
And then in getting to know him on a level that I did, because you have to interview them every single day and go to the trial and understand what they did and their mindset, well, that's when I got less and less nervous because that's when I realized serial killers have patterns. And they don't usually deviate from their patterns. So if they're going to kill people who are all prostitutes, they're never going to kill a respectable girl. If they're going to kill all people with brown hair parted in the middle, they're never going to kill a person with red hair that's going to be with a bangs or a fringe, as you, you know, a fringe correctly. Bangs is American way of saying it. But it, they're not going to deviate from the pattern. But that's a serial killer. They have patterns. So because I've always chosen serial killers, it seems that 98% of serial killers will choose prostitutes because they believe prostitutes don't belong in the world. That's their mindset, not my mindset. They believe that prostitutes, God did not want them to survive in the world. That's their warped mindset because everybody deserves to have life because they were born to, to have life. But that's their mindset. So they are going to try to get rid of them as best they can. So I've never been afraid since that day or after meeting Wayne Evans Ford, I've never been afraid of any serial killer. Now, a mass murderer and, is a uh, very different story. And uh, of all the of all those that, uh, and don't take this question the wrong way, but of all those that you interviewed, how many are still around that haven't maybe met their demise yet? Um, well, <laughs> uh, all of them are still around. Uh, I was asked to go to Gary Ray Bowles' execution, and that was, gosh, I forget when it was. It was right before I met Lindsey Graham so in South Carolina. So it must have been, oh, God, when was Lindsey Graham running for election again? Was it 2016 or 18? <coughs> I don't know. It was, I'm so sorry to bring politics into it, but I was asked to go to Gary Ray Bowles' funeral when he was executed. I was asked to go to his execution. Uh, he asked me to go in 2009. I agreed to go because I interviewed him in 2009. Um, and I agreed to go, but I didn't like the way he became after a number of years. So I said to his mother, I called his mother, I said, I'm not going to go to your son's execution because of the way he's acting. And I didn't go. And it was stupid because the next month I was going to South Carolina to meet Lindsey Graham because I hoped to be on his campaign. And I didn't, I never went to the execution of Gary Rebold. So I kind of regret the fact that I can't say I've been to an execution. I would like to have gone, but he's the only serial killer. Oh, no, no, there are two. There were two serial killers, Bobby Joe Long and Gary Rebold, both in Florida. Bobby Joe Long and Gary Rebold I knew quite well. And Bobby Joe Long was executed a few years ago, and Gary Rebold was executed, um, I think, one year before. So Gary Rebold I knew quite well. Bobby Joe Long I knew a little bit. And I wrote my book, my first book on both of them. They were two chapters out of five. And uh, she has uh, uh, Victoria Redstone is our guest here, and uh, she, she we got about fourteen minutes. She's got a few books. She's got the Voice of a Serial Killer, the Grim Sleeper, uh, and Serial Killers Up Close and Very Personal. Uh, and uh, uh, now, Victoria, if our fans wanted to get those books, do you know how they can get them? Yes, if you go to Amazon and you put my name in Amazon, Victoria Redstone, then you can get them that way. And my first book was the best book. Or you could go to my website, victoriaredstone.com. And if you go to victoriaredstone.com and on the tabs on the left, you go to books and interviews. If you click on books and interviews, it's going to be one of the first books is Serial Killers Up Close and Very Personal. That is the best book. My most recent book is The Grim Sleeper. 
but that's just on one serial color. It just covers the trial and the serial color and the trial and the serial color. Whereas my first book covers my traveling all around the United States, meeting five of these people. So my suggestion is pick the first book. If you like the first book, get the, get the fourth book. The, the two in the middle, you missed one of them. It was Cannibals. It, not, not anyone's cup of tea, but Cannibals. And then the Voice of the Serial Killers. I co-authored those two. But the first and the last are the ones I did all by myself. However, I recommend the first. Serial Killers up close and very personal. And uh, this, is, uh, this is kind of an ego question, but uh, uh, I'm just kind of curious. How does it feel to be a member of uh, the Attitude Era Live Five Timers Club? What does that mean? You've been on our show five times. Oh, my goodness. I'm honored. I'm flattered. I think it's great. My gosh, I get a medal. I, I think this is great. I did not know that. And uh, what, there's one other thing uh, that we talked about that I, I like that you do, if you can. Uh, you, uh, as, a, as a very talented actress, you have a way to speak without your accent. Could you uh, say a few lines uh, doing that for us? I, lo- I love how you do that. I, I don't know if I can. I, I, I can't really do an American accent. I find it really hard to do an American accent. I can try. I can even try to talk sure. from the South, but I don't know if I can talk from the South. Because if I talk from the South, I'm really going to try to talk like I'm from Oklahoma because I interviewed an innocent man on death row in Oklahoma. He was fixing to be executed within two weeks from, from the time I met him. And I said, you can't be executed, my friend, because you're an innocent man. And guess what I did? I saved his life. I saved his life three times from execution. But I don't know if I can do an American accent because I'm an English girl. That was perfect. I love that. Vic, uh, Victoria Redstall is our guest here. we got about uh, 12 minutes. Now, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, we're, we're going to kind of uh, uh, kind of transition a little bit. I want to talk about uh, some of the uh, the movies that you've been in. We talked about Nothing to Lose, obviously. Uh, now, you were in uh, your first film, I do believe, was The Escape Artist, correct? No, my re- most recent film was my, The Escape Artist. Yeah, The Escape Artist it was the most recent one. So, yeah, I suppose I don't know how people get that. It's on Netflix. I know that. So you put in Escape Artist and you get it. And I'm, I'm a lead role in that one. Uh, my very first one was Basketball and The Rock with Sean Connery. I did those ones. And I've done many, many, many smaller movies. But I've done a lot more commercials and infomercials and hosting shows, hosting events, uh, red carpet events and journalism. And that that's what I've done much more because – I still find the business of, in L.A., I find it very sleazy. And believe me, I look down on those kind of women. I always will. Those women that want to kind of, uh, let's say, uh, flirt their way to the top. I don't want to say it too provocatively, but you know what I mean. Uh, get in bed with men to the top, and it's like something that we don't do. <laughs> it's horrible to even think about it. So I did branch off into serious stuff. As I said, journalism, weather on the morning news, soap operas, master chef. TV shows, commercials, infomercials, uh, journalism. I mean, all of that I've done. That doesn't require any sleaziness. But movies, sometimes that comes with sleaziness. But not the ones I've done. The ones I've done, producers have actually been gay. And I love gay people. And I'm a big supporter of the gay community. So, so yeah, they've been gay men, gay, gay people. And I've got hired for my talent and what I look like. And that's it as opposed to anything that's sleazy of, of L.A., which I, I'm so glad I left behind. Now I'm in a wonderful place in Florida. 
And uh, you were also in Hercules Reborn as well in uh, 2014. What does that mean, Hercules Reborn? The movie you were in. I, I don't think I was in a movie called Hercules Reborn, was I? Or was it Her- Hercules Reborn? Sorry. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. You're telling me I'm in a movie that I didn't know I was in. I've done many different shows that they put it in a movie. I'm thinking, well, and I hear that I was in a movie. I, I didn't know I was in that movie, but they put me in with a scene. So thank you for telling me. I had no idea. Yeah, you, the, the movie is called uh, Hercules Reborn, and it's spelled H-E-R-C-U-L-E-S, and you played Iona in that movie in 2014. Oh, wow. You're telling me something I didn't know. And I've done a lot, as I said, I've done a lot of, of parts that are acting roles. And they've put them in movies that I don't know about, and they don't even send me the tape. So sometimes that's another thing that happens. I don't get the tape. I don't get the credits. I don't get anything. But they use it because they pay you for the day shoot or a three-day shoot or whatever it is. And they say, oh, we're going to use it in a movie if we sell the movie. And then you don't get the money. It's a way to, to get you in a movie without paying you. I, I don't know. So I, it doesn't surprise me. L.A. was very, very, sadly very corrupt, and I'm glad to be out of it. But it's done me very well. It's served me a good practice. And I've had a great, many great on-camera careers in, in Los Angeles. So I do owe them for that. But I've been taken advantage of in L.A. many times with, with jobs I should have been paid more for than I was. Or I signed a contract and I didn't get paid enough. But that's okay. I'm not a vindictive person. So if they made more money, let them. You know, it all it, it goes around, it comes around. So that's how I look at it. Well, I think the only reason why they made money is because they put you in it. Think about that. Uh, thank you, thank you. That, that's probably it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But, yeah, I'd love to see that clip because that, that, that I've been told so many times on different different shows. They're like, oh, I saw you in this movie, and they send me a clip. I'm thinking, wow, yes, I signed off on that, but I didn't know it went to that movie or that TV show. But, okay, I did sign off on that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Victoria Red Souls, I guess, here we got about uh, eight minutes with Victoria. Now, uh, we, get, we get most of our sources from uh, one, of our, uh, one of our friends that sent us the uh, information from imdb.com, International Movie Database. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to just give you a quick rundown of what it says that you've been in, and you can tell me if you are aware of what they have you listed in or not. They have you listed in uh, uh, Wipeout in 2008. Oh, uh, yeah, that shouldn't be that, but yes, I was. Uh, Room Zero, 2009. Yes, yes. Uh, nothing to lose. The woman in the bar, the one I love so much. Yes. Uh, uh, Ron's Night, the stage dancer in 1999. Yes, I was still in school then, but yes, yes. Uh, they have you listed as, uh, in, a, in a, it looks like a cartoon called, uh-oh, uh, you played a mermaid or something in 2004. I did Disney. Disney, yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, another one, uh, how to pick, uh, how to pick up girls, and as you as you credit it as the hot girl in the movie, and we already know that you are. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. And uh, let's see, we have you listed as uh, Make America Italian Again. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I believe yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah. And uh, and uh, what is the other one? <laughs> Dead boys cool. don't scream. Yes, 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 yes. But going back to Make America Italian again, that was probably the best uh, comedian in America. 
Mike Marino, Mike Marino, New Jersey bad boy. In my opinion and many people's opinion, he's the funniest man in America. He's amazing. So I was very honored to do that, make America Italian again. So, yes, I did that. And Dead Boys Don't Scream, it was a horror film. Yes, I did that. (laughs) But that's just like one half of a percent of the work I've actually done. But, you know, IMDb, I think you've got to update it. I don't know how to update it. I'm not tech savvy. So I've never updated anything I've done. Uh, and uh, uh, the one thing, uh, Victoria, Victoria Redstone is our guest here. If our fans wanted to check you out and see it, do you have a, uh, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I've got a website, VictoriaRedstone.com. I've got my Facebook, which I do a lot of public postings here in Florida. I do a lot of public postings. Again, it's Victoria Redstone, but because I got canceled on Facebook because I have hundreds of thousands of followers, I had to come back as Victoria Espana, my favorite country, Spain. So I came back as Victoria Espana. But then recently I put my real name back in. So on Facebook, I'm Victoria Redstall Espana. But my website is com. I think my Instagram is Victoria Redstall. I do that not as much as Facebook. And um, Twitter I don't do hardly at all, and that's Victoria Redstall. I mean, my real name is Victoria Redstall. But with Facebook, I had to come back as, as I said, Victoria Redstall Espana. And my website, victoriaredstall.com. And uh, of, uh, of all the things you've done, uh, besides uh, being on our show, what was your favorite thing that you've done? Being on your show, absolutely. I love being on MasterChef. MasterChef was extremely challenging. It was extremely humbling. It taught me that chefs are the most incredible people they, you know, people don't give credit to people who are behind the scenes that cook you those amazing meals and restaurants. And I've been there. I've been living with them, living, timing food, going through hell, being shouted at for not getting it right, getting the temperature right, getting the consistency right, not having it out on time. It is amazing. MasterChef was one of the most challenging experiences in, in my life, and I loved it, along with the weather on the morning news. Because that's timing as well, timing, timing, timing. You've got to get it right, and you're on at that moment. And uh, Victoria Redstone is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, uh, I think. Uh, but uh, with, the, with the last few minutes, could you kind of take us through uh, what, uh, what you're doing now, uh, which, what projects that you're working on now that, uh, that uh, you might uh, want to share with us? Oh, what I'm doing now is, helping my dear father out because he's got Alzheimer's, getting him in a memory care home. Not quite, my life's not quite as glamorous in the last 12 months. But um, in the last 12 months, I would say I still do uh, live events. I still do public speaking. I still do introducing people, congressmen, uh, state legislators. I do a lot politically, but we're not talking about politically right now. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm new to Florida. As I said, I've been here just over a year. And... Um, I've done a few commercials since I've been here, but they've been more local commercials for carpet companies or for flooring companies here in Fort Myers. It's not anything that I was doing with a mainstream worldwide uh, television, worldwide film, worldwide commercials, worldwide you know, journalism. It's not quite the same, but I also do a show here called Patriot News 45. Patriot News 45 is a, a local news station here which, which covers all over Florida, and also local to Florida, and it covers what the local news doesn't cover. So that means if the local news doesn't want to promote how incredible law enforcement is, I will certainly go in and show all the great law enforcement events that we do and what law enforcement really is. 
uh, where the local news won't do that. I'll also show what's really going on at the border, what's really going on in life, and it's called PatriotNews45.com. So I do a lot of that over here in Collier County, Naples, uh, Florida. So that's what it is. So it's much less of a career than I used to have, but I've only been here a year, and let's see what happens. And right now my, my parents are my main focus, and my life here with the people and saving this country is, is my main focus. So politi- politics is the way I'm going to go. That might be the way I'm going to go. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you, Victoria, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to be on our show tonight. You have been so wonderful, and I, I most from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for being a friend of mine. Uh, you are so awesome. And uh, to just think, uh, we met because I called you up when you were on a, uh, on a boat. Uh, you were on your yacht That's or something. When I, when I, I, was, I was working out at sea on the Holland America line as a port shopping ambassador. You are so right. And I loved it. We've been friends ever since. And there you go, folks. She admitted it. She's a friend of mine, and I have her phone number. So well, I'll tell you what, Victoria, <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks, Thank Victoria. you so much, and you are awesome. Thank you. Thank you all Thank for you. having me. I appreciate it. God bless you all. Awesome. Awesome. That was Victoria Redstall, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And uh, we have our our next guest on the line. But before we do that, we need to take a quick time out to hear from one of our our new sponsors. And we'll be back after these messages. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And uh, we want to thank Woodspring Suites for uh, they are now uh, our first big sponsor uh, on the show, and we want to thank them for everything we do. We also want to thank uh, uh, the great Scott Helmerest for voicing that commercial. But right now, guys, we have two wonderful, amazing individuals stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle. We have... The, the gal that's the, the big gal on stage, up on top, and we have the other guy down on the bottom throwing pies, waking the nose with everybody. We have Lolly Tops and Pervy the Clown. Lolly Tops, you're listening to the Attitude Era. Monday's live, Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. I'm Lolly Tops. And my partner is Pervy the Clown. the Clown. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Uh, so uh, just so you guys know, uh, uh, PG language, I know that you guys know that. Uh, but first <laughs> off, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll talk uh, to uh, uh, Lolly. And then we'll talk to Pervy, and then we'll get you guys back together uh, after our roundtable to talk about the project you guys are doing to now. And then I'm going to try and ask for a job when we're done here. Uh, so first <laughs> oh, off, that um, nice. <laughs> uh, so so first off, uh, uh, we have Lolly Tops. Now uh, you're obviously an adult star, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. 
I am known as a big bus novelty act. And uh, let's see. Let's go through some of your uh, accomplishments. Uh, ENU, ENU Showgirl Champion 2021, Miss Big Bus World 2021, Entertainer and Centerfold Features, Entertainer and Sensational Features, Lollitops LLC, um, uh, the Pride of uh, Iowa, uh, the biggest thing going <laughs> in Iowa. And uh, so now tell us, uh, uh, your uh, your name is Lollitops. Can you tell us uh, how – how that name came about? Did you uh, collect a lot of Topps baseball cards when you were uh, younger? Is that how you got that name? I, I wish I was that cool, but it actually comes from uh, a friend of mine years ago who used to sing the Lollipop Guild song to me. Really? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Lollipop, and, uh, Lollipop. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm so short, so he actually yeah. yeah, used to like, come up and do the dance and stuff with me, you know, and <laughs> well, uh, well, just for for those of you guys uh, who don't know, like I say, that to keep it as PG as possible. But uh, she's short on the bottom, and she darts out on top. Let's just say that. Uh, now, uh, uh, I'm four ten and one hundred five pounds. Right, and uh, you, uh, I believe. Uh, let's see, your measurements would be thirty six. Uh, uh, double D twenty five or twenty two twenty five. Is that correct? Right, correct. Okay. Now, uh, now let's uh, let me ask a pervy question, and we'll do kind of do a roundtable here. Uh, sure. How did you get the? Well, being as as uh, PG as possible, how did you get the na- your name, Pervy the Clown? Uh, well, what happened was I was a chainsaw carver at one time. And uh, I was winning, like, awards after awards for Best Chainsaw Carver in Northern Michigan. And then I uh, moved to Arizona, and my work wasn't selling like that there and because uh, everybody was, it was too expensive for them to ship, supposedly. So then I came into a little hard luck, and a buddy of mine uh, said to me, why don't you open a can studio through your house because you do have a big house. And I had a five-bedroom, six-bedroom house. And uh, I thought, what the hell? And I started off a camp studio, and I had girls coming and going, working, you know, at their own privacy and convenience. And then it turned into one of the girls asked me, why don't you get online with me, you know, and we're not going to do anything. We're, we're going to keep it PG. And, uh, you know, and maybe my boobs will come out. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do? And she said, dress up. So I dressed up. I went to Party City, and there was nothing available but a clown suit. And I wasn't even into clowns. Um, never was into clowns. Uh, it was kind of funny because my oldest sister, she passed away, and she loved clowns. And uh, so she didn't even get to know that what I did. And it was like the luck hit me. Um, I got online, we went on chatterbait.com, and we made over $2,000 within an hour. And I was like, holy shit. A uh, buddy, buddy of mine gave me a boat paddle to spank her with. Uh, so I went on there and tried to get lucky with her and spanked her, and it just went viral after that. Everybody loved the clown show. The next day, somebody texted me and said, hey, when's the next clown show? 
or they messaged me on social media, I'm sorry. And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, I'll tip $1,000 right now. And I was like, uh, okay. So I went and I, we did another clown show. And we probably grossed 3000 some dollars that night. Uh, had over 30,000 people in our room. I mean, it was just smoke and chattery. And uh, at that point, uh, it was like every every uh, one of the girls the next day says, well, what are you going to call yourself? And I didn't. All the girls made it up. They sat down and they just thought together. And my partner, uh, she's always the one that's trying to block me on the show from getting lucky. She, uh, they all came up with this name, Pervy. So I was like, okay. And I was like, Pervy the Clown. And it just came together from there. Yeah. And, and then it went Just remind you, it did slip out a little bit. PG language, remember that, just so you know. Yes. Okay. Um. So it, it went viral, and we turned it out uh, being on the radio. This was years and years ago. And then uh, all the adult stars wanted to work with Pervy. They went crazy to work with me. So. It was a luck uh, thing, I guess. Uh, Lolly, Lolly Thompson, uh, Pervy the Clown's our guest here. We got about uh, 23 minutes here. Uh, now, uh, I, I'm thinking that Granny might not have uh, any questions, but uh, Matthias. Uh, I was actually that. I actually got a kick out of the name, so I was just like, oh, they're going to be an awesome. Like, they're going to be awesome to talk to. They don't have any questions for me? Uh-huh. Well, 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 Granny, can you ask, well, well, Granny, can you ask one question? I really don't know really what to ask. I mean, you know, so. No, I, I just love, I wanted to talk to you. I was just like, I saw your name and I was like, oh, it's a lot of them. I was like, I want to talk to that one. Well, I got my name because I'm a big wrestling fan. I mean, I'm not a wrestler or by any means, yeah. but I, I don't like the bad guys in wrestling. I holler at the bad guys at wrestling shows. You know, they tell, they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or a little safe. Don't you have to go to the nursing home? And, you know, I just get right back in their face. I tell them what I think, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, this would be fun. This would be fun. Granny, what would you what would you say if uh, Pervy the Clown came up to you and wanted to put a pie in your face? Because he is a heel. What would you say to him? Well, I'd probably say something like, if he thinks he's man enough to try, go Uh-oh. ahead. <laughs> you, might, you might be you might be sorry if you did it. Now, however, Icon. I'd kind of like to see him throw a pie in Sylvester J. Fox's face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh that would hey, be a great uh, show, Granny. <laughs> uh, well, Pervy, speak, speaking of uh, pies, I'm going to hook you guys up with uh, a friend of mine. Uh, and I know it's going off topic a little bit, but his name is uh, uh, Greg Gilbert, and he wants to interview you guys. And he does a, oh, okay. uh, a pie challenge for – he does a pie challenge for suicide awareness. And he was wondering okay. if you'd be willing to dress up in your clown suit, take a pie in the face to raise money for suicide uh, and depression awareness. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, we have Pervy the Clown, and it's just funny to say that. We have Pervy the Clown, and I'm actually glad we're not uh, 
fully on the air right now. Uh, we have Permit the Car on the Lolly Tops. Uh, Matthias, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. I know that you want to have a date with Lolly Tops. Go ahead. Oh. Well, way to call me out there, buddy. Um, first of all, I want to welcome you both on to the show. Um, it's great having you guys on. I guess. Thank you for having us. My, uh, I guess, like a question. I really can't think of anything too much to ask. But I guess, like, was there any, uh, any like show you guys did or any like film you guys ever did, like where there was like a challenge or like anybody was challenging to work with, or did you guys like have any? problems with anybody like during a scene or during a show or anything you guys ever had to do was there like somebody who just like yeah i'll never work with this person again i think, or... I think in other words like um so, so i think we've both been performing long enough to know like how to handle a crowd and stuff and like i don't know like if, if we have like a disruption or anything it's usually pretty quietly handled you know um like um I don't know. I, I mean, everybody's pretty. Everybody's really excited, you know. They're super excited when he comes around, man. I'll tell you that. Like he makes the he makes the he he, like I, I'm I'm pretty, you know, and I like strut and everything like that. And I I definitely like to show up and everything in the club and everything. But you know, uh, when he makes an entrance, they just go crazy. They're they're yeah, like crazy before he even it's comes. Probably, it's probably like it's, it's, it's probably because Furby's always trying to get lucky, you know, and it turns yeah, out it's yeah. funny. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's funny good. comedy, adult comedy, basically. Was like while you're trying to get lucky, Matthias right, goes right. to He's the ring to get lucky. Like, gets lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've even had a nun on the show before, you know. Uh, she was a retired nun and. She's like, what's going to happen on this show? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's not going to be too bad. And I did it to get it out there, you know. And I thought, okay, some people are going to hate that. You know, some people are going to be religious and go, ah, eh, you know, not and not like it or, or get upset. Uh, I didn't give a shit. I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be funny. Kirby's going to try to get lucky with this nun. And I'm not, you know, and, and go figure with that. Good luck. And the nun got all uptight. I ended up putting all kinds of cream pies in her face. Uh, I tried to get her to run off the show. And she just, she didn't run off the show. She was a good trooper. You know. Uh, uh, once again, PG language, guys, please. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh we don't we don't we don't have we don't have a seven second delay, so uh yeah. thanks. Okay, so sorry. now um oh, that's okay. We have uh, Lolly Tops and uh Purby the Clown is our is our guest on our show here. We got about uh, seventeen minutes and then uh it sounds like for the last guest you guys will be able to get uh in the stu- uh in the studio finally. But uh we'll talk about that in a while. <laughs> So now yeah. you guys are working. Uh, you guys are working on uh, doing a show together. A uh, couple things. We're going to talk about that, and then the next question is, what does the icon have to do to get on this show that you guys are going to launch? Let's see. Um, I, I would, well, I don't. Well, I, you know what? In all fairness, you challenged Kirby, so I think in all fairness, uh, we could challenge you back on the show. You know. Yeah. When, Definitely. I, I definitely think that we would be able to come up with a challenge back. Well, you know, uh, I definitely think that we could actually find something that would be a challenge that you could donate, you know, uh, pie in the face to as well. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. If you guys could come up with a challenge for the icon, as long as yes. it uh, doesn't, uh, as long as it's not life threatening, or <laughs> will cause permanent damage, or yes. permanent injury, or injury of any kind, I will do yeah, it. You'd be okay. No problem. <laughs> you would be okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you uh, uh, rather get a little upset. You might cry a little, <laughs> laugh. You might get turned on. It's it's, it's hey, the show is just about, unbelievable you know, crazy. You are yeah. also gonna do a thing and raise a couple of dollars for you know something that we uh, you know. Um. So, so let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this uh, show that uh, you guys are gonna launch. Uh, 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 it's it's kind of like gonna be like a horror film movie show. Is that right? Um, well, I, basic, I think no. Basic basically, we're doing gentlemen clubs right now, and we're we're, per, we're performing at gentlemen clubs live. And our shows will be taped, and they will be put on uh, TV as well, B-Movie TV. So uh, now uh, I'm kind of thinking with a show like that, because you guys will be doing live in gentlemen's clubs, it's kind of going to be like uh, have a, maybe a lot of editing, or is it, uh, it going to be on well, cable? I mean, gonna be, we're, we're going to tape like, you know, we're going to tape where we can, where we can, po- we have to, the BTV movie stuff after, you know, we have to keep that PG-13, too, a little bit, I think. So, a lot uh, of, not uh, too you know. Bad. Little yeah, bit. it's not too bad. We can, but, you know, like, a lot of our stuff, I think that, you know, like, until it actually gets to, like, one of our shows, you know, like, like my show where I have to, like, strip down or anything, I think that we'll be okay with taping everything up to that point, you know. And even at that point, yeah. some of that stuff, you know, we can actually put on, a, like, a website or something, you know. And if you guys want to finish watching the shows there, we can, you guys can just, you know, go to those links there, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, so I'm kind of curious. Now, of course, uh, Pervy, you'll be in your, your clown outfit, obviously. And I, I just got to yeah. ask, it's kind of an ego question. I usually wait till the end of the interview for this because usually when I start doing the ego thing, uh, our guests start hanging up. But the icon made you a collector's car. What did you think of that? Uh, that was awesome. Thank you. I liked it. Definitely. Uh, uh, I also made one for Lolly Tops. Actually, you made a question for me. Yeah, I like. I'm kind of curious that uh, that one outfit, uh, the the devil outfit, that must have been that must have cost like two or three thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, that is made by Jackie Libre, and I love that show. But that's yeah, really so, uh, so, so, so. Uh, uh, Kirby, how long have you been in the how long have you been in the business? Uh, I've been in the business for I'd say about ten and a half years now, and I've been winning awards from the first year I started. Uh, I started winning. My first award I won was a Cam Cam Award uh, for Cam Stars, and then the uh, AVNs messaged me and wanted me to appear and win a trophy and be uh, up for nominee, and I've been every year since then. I've been up for probably a good seven to ten anonymies a year. That's how crazy the Pervy the Clown show is. That's how much they love it. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, uh, and all of this is going to be so super exciting. Like, it's so cool. Like, <laughs> all of this is just going to be so much fun. I'm looking so much forward <laughs> to this. <laughs> and, uh, Lolly, how long have you been in the business? 
Um, so I've been, um, I, I started in strip clubs when I was like 19, 20, something like that. But I actually became a feature around, um, like 2002, 2003, but I got big in 2004 and then I featured until 2010, kind of ish on and off. I, uh, and then I kind of quit for a while and got into a bunch of other things and, uh, I was a rock girl for a radio host. Uh, for radio stations in uh, like uh, Radio Riff, and uh, I did. I was a rock girl for first for a, uh, a Metal Mafia, and um, like uh, then I uh, kind of got back into the featuring thing. And um, you know, uh, uh, me and Richard have been talking, you know, for a while. And we've been kind of like just uh, bullshitting and. They are like, you know, maybe we should try to, like, you know, put a show together or something like that. That'd be really fucking cool, you know? And uh, PG language, guys. Like, PG language, guys. We just have, you know, we just have, like, a. I think we're going to work well together. I think it's going to be a yeah, lot I of fun. Yeah, wonderful no. idea. Now, do you guys uh, do you guys ever get close to uh, where we're at uh, up here in North Dakota? Do you guys ever get to like Minnesota or North Dakota or South Dakota? North Dakota. And where in North Dakota? Where are you? You have a club yep. up there called the Northern, right? My, one of my it used to be my favorite hangout. Yes, until I got married. Yeah, the Northern. Yeah, I've been up there. Yeah, it's a yeah. You know what? That was like one of my favorite clubs. Like. I talk about that club a lot in like stories through the years because when I went up there, uh, um, I, I like had to know if they really talked like that when I went up there and they did, like the first sentence somebody said to me, I was so like enthralled. I was like, Oh my God, you guys talk like that. <laughs> and they were like, you have an accent. You have an accent. You have an awesome accent. <laughs> so no, they were no, more well, open you- my accent, you know? Here's what's funny about that. The reason why I asked you about that is because uh, I have met you before. I did see one oh, of your really? I, yeah. I did see one Northern? of your shows when you were here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so you were there. Yeah. Yeah. That's been years ago, but I love that place. Yeah, that was do, cool. Do you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you remember meeting me? Um, I not offhand. I remember. I remember the bar. I mean, I I couldn't even tell you what year I was there, but I remember the bar because I was only there once. But I was really super excited about it. And and like I said, as soon as someone spoke to me and they had that accent, like I was sold. I'll kind of I'll kind of refresh your memory a little bit. Uh, okay. You uh, you you had just finished your stage show and then you went towards the back where you were giving autographs and stuff. And uh, I, and I'm still waiting on this because I know that uh, you're going to send me uh, a certain uh, autographed <laughs> item. But uh, if you recall, uh, I was first in line, uh, and yeah. uh, I asked you if you like to cuddle and if I could have a hug. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. I might remember my you don't. reaction. Okay. <laughs> well, you actually you, you actually you actually gave me a hug. And you oh, pulled me as okay. close to me as you could, and then you said, "Okay, go away," and then I did. <laughs> she was keeping it on the PG level, <laughs> right? Because I, I, I know she wanted to exactly. say something else. 
The one thing that you should remember about that is uh, as I was as I was as I was walking away with tears in my eyes when he told me to go away like everybody else does in my life. Uh, I told all the guys in line, I said, hey, I got a hug. You guys didn't. Ha ha. And then that was it. And then they. Bowen. So uh, we have a, we have permanent, so we have we a permanent colony. If involved. I do go out there, I'll rectify that. I'll, I'll rectify that. I owe you. I owe you. Yeah. I'll get you the permanent. And uh, I. I, I can probably get you a discounted. Uh, I, I can get you a good room at the Wood Spring Suites as well because they're one of our sponsors. Uh, Lolly Thompson, Perfect nice. Clowns, our guest here. We got about we got about eight minutes now. Uh, for the fans that are listening right now, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Live Mon- uh, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to Ken's FM page, like that, uh, and then do a ten dollar a month donation to uh, Power the Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph, get, uh, autograph from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. Now, uh, uh, would uh, Pervy and Lolly Totsby want to send us a few autographs for some giveaways? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, I know I know Lolly has the address. I know that uh, she's going to send us a drop. Uh, Pervy, what I'll do is I'll send yep. you the uh, address on Messenger, and then uh, we'll nice. have you, uh, whatever you can do for us, we'd appreciate Because, uh, Nice. Like I say, when I made that card for you, I didn't know how you'd react because of the, you know, I never know how our fans are going to react because uh, of the images I use. I only had one, uh, I only had one pushback from uh, from image that I used. That was from uh, Cynthia Taser uh, mm-hmm. because apparently the images I used were copyrighted. I did not know. Uh. What? What? I don't know what that, I don't, is this? I don't. I don't know anything about that, so I don't know what that any about that is. Um, well, it, they they were they were owned by the photographer, not by her. So no, I understand stuff. that. I understand uh, that, but I'm just yeah. saying, like I don't understand why we're talking about this right now. Well, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll get back. So, uh, so my question is, uh, when when are you guys gonna? Uh, you guys started filming your show, and when do you guys plan on launching? So we're we're oh, getting wow. all that. Yeah, we're getting all that together ahead, right now. <laughs> yeah, there will be flyers posted and dates out, and you know the upcoming <laughs> shows, and that'll be. We're up not to coming, we're, so. you know, We got to kind of wait for like uh, you know, we got to kind of wait for confirmation before we can kind of say anything. And oh, okay. so, and, and then, we know, uh, you guys will know because we'll post it on Facebook. And then do you guys yeah. know uh, about how many uh, episodes you guys want to do? Uh, we're going to, we're going to just blow it out. We're going to see where it goes from, from my point of view, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And which I think it'd go pretty viral. A lot of clubs are interested in us. Um, so in yeah. their popular clubs. And so I think, I think it's a, you know, it was a hell of an idea. It, it was Lolly, it was Lolly Tops' idea. And uh, I think it's really great. You know, I've I've worked yeah, two I, clubs before by myself going in and then, you know, having me as a performer come in and it, it yeah, was bizarre. And dance. And like, so I'm so excited because he can fucking dance. So, like, you know, like, it's going to be super fun because we can do, like, stupid dance-offs and everything like that. Because I fucking, yeah. like, yeah. like, I love doing stuff like you that. Know what, 
Because you know what would be really cool, though, with, with this show, if you guys could, like, like do, like, all 50 states, you know, like, today we're coming from oh, Minnesota, we're coming from Iowa, we're, we're coming from Hawaii, yeah. next week we'll be yep. in, uh, you know, uh, so, like, uh, you know, like, cover, like, the good weather states, like, when it's winter here in North Dakota, you guys can, like, do, like, Florida and California and Hawaii and whatnot, then when it's summer here, yeah. you can come and do here, and we'll, uh, you know, it, that'd be awesome, you know? That way, you guys yeah, don't have to worry about. Uh, here in the summertime, it's beautiful. I, uh, I, I love being up there. I, and the last time I was up there, I was up there in the winter time, so <laughs> I didn't get a chance to yeah, go and, out there like uh, anything, but I love um, being up there. In, uh, in in Fargo, North Dakota, where we're at here, we have four seasons. We have winter, flood, yeah. road construction, and football. <laughs> <laughs> Please have football, right? Right. Uh, so, uh, Lolly Tops and uh, Purvey the Clowns, our guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about uh, four minutes here. Uh, so, if you guys could let us know if our fans want to check you guys out and see if you guys got TikToks, Twitches, uh, YouTube's, Facebooks, Instagrams. What do you guys got? I'll have I'll have Purvey Clown go first. Uh, I gotta keep it PG, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, like, how are we going to do this? we got to keep our sisters. Yeah, can we post it on your Facebook page? Yeah. You can find me on Twitter as Pervy the Clown. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's PG to you and me, but when they get there, I don't know. Um, and then you can find me also on Facebook as Richard Ethan Oates, and, uh, which you'll find Pervy the Clown there. So... And you can find and, uh, me on B Movie TV Fridays at midnight until two in the morning every Friday. And B Movie TV now, is on Roku Stick. Well, one thing that I, I'm kind of curious though, uh, as, as a clown, uh, you obviously you, uh, you you obviously know how to juggle. I'm assuming, right? At least juggle something. Uh, yeah, I've I've actually uh, worked with the Renaissance uh, Festival. There was a team there that was called Barely Balanced, and I performed with them a couple times doing balance stunts and stuff like that. I took a little bit of balancing class, um, which was cool. Uh, and uh, you know, I do I do funny stuff on the show. I you know it's 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 really funny, you know. And people people like to watch their famous stars uh, with Furby trying to get lucky and. Uh, you know, and uh, and their famous stars getting humiliated. They like, yeah. they love it. And then uh, I'm just kind of curious. One other thing here, because you, you know, as a clown, you, you obviously know how to do balloon animals, right? Yeah, yeah, I know how to do a lot of stuff. You know, I would like I said, yeah, I wasn't I, into the clown, but I had to learn, and you know, I had to uh, uh, like say, for instance, when I came up with the voice. Uh, that was the night before the clown show, my first show, and uh, I sat and watched uh, a movie called Men in Mice, and it was about this uh, guy. I'm sure you guys all know uh, the guy. The guy talked funny, and he was he had a um, uh, some sort of disability, and then the little short guy like kind of took care of him, and so I tried to mimic that guy's voice. And I came off with my own voice for Furby. So. All right. And uh, uh, and then 
if uh, Lollipop, you want to go ahead and give your links, you can go ahead and do that real quick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so you're going to be able to catch me on my website. It's www.lollipop.com. Uh, you can reach my fan page at www.facebook.com slash lollytops1. You can catch me on Twitter at lollytops. And I'm on Instagram under lollytops. Uh, I have uh, My Living Doll. Uh, you have a lollytops doll on there. And that is www.mylivingdolls.com. And um, I know I'm probably missing some stuff. You're doing radio but, uh, stuff. Yeah, this is uh, funny. Uh, I, also, <laughs> <laughs> I also have, um, you can book us through Continental Theatrical Agency. You can book us through Sensational Features. You can book us through Centerfold Features. And you can book us through A-List Features. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you or what, I appreciate or you can self-book us by contacting either. I would I would address you to contact Rich. Rich, do you have an email that if they wanted to self-book us, they can contact you directly? Yeah, it's uh, pervy, t h e. It's uh, pervy, t h e e clown at gmail dot com. Okay, and then you can contact me at lolly at lollytop dot com. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys have been excellent and wonderful, and uh, I'll understand yeah. if you guys Thank ever you. want to be on the show again. I understand that, yeah. but we do appreciate We, we definitely want to come we back. We, 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 we do love you guys. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Have a good night. Thank you, All Granny right. Hall. You were awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, honey. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Thank you. All right, so uh, hopefully, am, am I, I on, on the, the air? air? I think I, think I am. am. Okay, okay, perfect. perfect. Okay. You're so, uh, let me get the uh, icon on here. Yeah, there was a lot of feedback back in the background. And we are on Ken's FM, and uh, I can't hear nothing in my headset. What is going on? Hello. I think we're on. I, yeah, I fact, can hear I you, Icon. We can hear you. Uh, anyway, let me uh, switch headsets, and we'll, uh, we'll – we're, we're, we had to – get into the studio somehow and we found a way to get in <laughs> uh so uh anywho uh we're gonna we're waiting for our, our next guest to call uh sammy bull and uh we're waiting for matthias to enter the the studio and uh we will uh there we go and we'll get back to that uh Anyway, so uh, we just had uh, the great Pervy the Clown on with us, and we also had uh, uh, Lolly Tops, uh, which was awesome. And uh, we're waiting for uh, Sammy Bull to call. Uh, now, Granny, you're still on with us, are you not? Yes, I am. And Matthias, you're on with us as well, are you not? Yep, I'm just about 
just enter the studio here. Okay, perfect. Then we'll uh, get you. Uh, we'll get you all set up uh, with a microphone when you arrive. This is this is kind of weird because uh, you know this has never happened before, uh, where uh, where we actually could not get into the studio. Um, uh, it happened one time at another radio station I worked at. A guy decided to sabotage the station uh, by uh, breaking off a key into the lock. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, that was at uh, uh, radio station West Fargo that Ken knows about. And uh, <laughs> it, it was weird. Uh, so uh, I'm going to try and get a hold of our guest here, Sammy Bull, and uh, uh, we will uh, talk to her when uh, she uh, calls in. Uh, until then, I, I guess I'm uh, I'm kind of stammering for words because uh, this has never happened before. But I now have a key, so I now have the key to success to the building. And uh, I promise that it will be kept to the best, and I will, I will respect the key uh, to the place. Uh, well, and, while we wait uh, for the guest, did you want to talk about the show, the show you missed on Sunday? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, talk to it until you come on down, then we'll get you on the mic. All right, sounds good. Well, you missed a great uh, show for Below Zero Wrestling. We hosted a show in Wapiton, North Dakota last night where we had six great matches and multiple great wrestlers. The show went off without a hitch, and we had roughly about about 300 people, I think, show up to the show. And uh, I had my open challenge, and I beat the ever-loving crap out of my opponent, and I claimed the victory. But the only sad thing was I wish I would have brought a toothpick out with me to the ring, but I uh, unfortunately could not find one. But... Still got the victory, one, two, three, and that's all that mattered. That's awesome. And uh, as we're as we're going uh, through this, uh, do you have any other shows coming up that you want to talk about? As long as we're waiting for our guest to call in. Well, hang on one second here. I just walked in. Let me get on the mic here really quick. Let's see. All right, can you hear me? Uh, are you on yep. the right one? I think. I All think right, I think I think you should be on that one, shouldn't you? Let's see here. Hello, can you hear me? Let's see. I can hear you. Oh, that one. Okay. All right. This is one. Okay. Okay. Perfect. perfect. Now with uh now now your phone is off, so yep. uh, we are back. Somewhat. <laughs> well, yeah, the show again went off without a hitch. We had about three hundred people show up, and well, as I stated in a promo that I had before the show. I had um, multiple people call me out on social media, whether it be, excuse me, Facebook, text messaging, Instagram. Many people were like, oh, I see Matthias has this open challenge, so I'm going to go over there and I'm going to accept it. So then I would either respond or I would wait for them to challenge me, and everybody would run and tuck their tail between the legs because they were too afraid to get in the ring with me. Well, I went out to the ring last night, Again, with no toothpick, unfortunately. And I was talking to the crowd, and I almost had two people jump in the ring trying to fight me. And I called somebody out in the locker room. Nobody responded. And I was about to get my ref out there to get my easy one, two, three, or count-out victory, I should say. And this guy by the name of Jerry Ulricher decided to answer my open challenge. And he apparently was a bass drummer from Make Believe Land. 
And we went back and forth. And even before we started the match, the crowd was going insane for Jerry and constantly booed me. I don't know why. But finished him off with a double-handed sit-out choke slam. Got the victory. That's all that matters. Oh, and then uh, I was going to say, and then another good match we had was a guy named by the name of A.J. Odinson. He made his uh, debut, his singles debut against Jake Taylor. That was a good match. And then we had Jason Strike take on Bobby Brennan. We had a tag team match going on. So, like I said, otherwise the show went really well. I, I actually officially have merch now, and I sold about two sweatshirts, two shirts, and a water bottle, so that was pretty cool. But I had each and everybody. I had a lot of fans. Like I said, Boomy was a I don't even know. It was insane. But, Granny, I again, I've been waiting for you to invite me to come down to Arkansas because I have met a few Arkansas people that have come up to North Dakota to fight. So when are you going to when are you going to come on in? When are you going to invite me down? Well, you know, the invitation's open. Matter of fact, I went to a great show Saturday night for our debut show for Ozark Mountain Wrestling. We had Rocky Max there. We had the NWA, former NWA star Tim Storm there. I oh, wow. mean, it was it it was a great show. I mean, this was their first show. Great crowd. I mean, you know, lots of action. We had seven matches. I mean, it was just a great time. I mean, I tell you, I was I had been helping then promote this show, getting flyers out and everything. We did a meet and greet with some of the wrestlers Thursday night at one of the local restaurants in Rogers, Arkansas, called Parkside uh, Public. And I tell you, Rodney Mack, he is just absolutely amazing. And it was kind of funny because I got there early to kind of help, you know, get the last-minute stuff set up, you know, for the show and everything. And, mm-hmm. and uh Ivan Warsaw, one of the wrestlers, he wanted uh, he wanted a group picture of all the wrestlers in the ring, and he told me, "Granny, go get your granny shirt on. We want you in the group picture with us." So, Granny got to be in the group picture with all the wrestlers Saturday afternoon. Oh wow, so that was really cool. That That's was awesome. really cool. Yeah, well, when we when we got to the venue at like I don't even know what time it was. It was like eight, nine o'clock in the morning, and we got the ring set up by ten, ten thirty. I was training for like six hours, training these new kids and stuff. So I was pretty tired even going into my match. But I was near the main event, so I was pretty proud of it. But I guess if you want to come up, if you can, I mean, you probably won't be able to, unfortunately. But I would call you out in my no-holds-barred matches coming Friday because I just heard that uh, Sylvester J. Fox will be there and – there is going to be 25 feet of barbed wire that just got ordered by the promoter, and they want me to use it. So if wow. you make it to North Dakota and you want to use some barbed wire on somebody, it's sitting there <laughs> waiting for you. Wow. Well, I don't think I can make it by this Friday. So, I mean, I got a lot going on. So I don't think I can make it by this Friday. But I, that, would, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I was sitting there at the BZW show. And I was waiting to go on my match, and it was during intermission. And this match has been set up as a no-holds-barred. I'm going against Hotshot Danny Duggan, a very popular Canadian wrestler. And they text me, and they're like, hey, one of your toys came in. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he sends me a picture of this barbed wire just wrapped in a circle. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, yeah, I've got 25 feet of it. 
I'm like, what in the heck am I going to use 25 feet of barbed wire for? And he goes, well, I can wrap it around some weapons. So I gave him a few examples. I'm like, you know, just let your heart run wild. And he's like, and as we, and it's kind of ironic, we were talking about serial killers with the first guest. He's like, well, my heart's kind of in the form of a serial killer. So I would not give me that option, but I guess have it your way. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so uh, welcome to 89.1 Ken's FM, the truncated version. Uh, we need to do, uh, we need to take a, uh, a uh, quick little break to thank one of our sponsors, and uh, we will be back in a little bit when we get uh, Big Swing back on here. One second. Our new clocks are here. Our new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And, yes, if you uh, go to our website, uh, our Facebook page, Attitude Air Live, like that, uh, you go to Ken's uh, 89.1 page on Facebook, like that, do a $10 a month donation uh, to get us to get started to power the tower. Uh, we will definitely, uh, uh, we will definitely uh, get you on uh, board to uh, win an uh, autographed picture. But right now, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she takes no bull in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get beat up at a price, she can arrange that for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sammy Bull. Hey, it's Sammy the Bull, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live, 89.1 KENS-FM with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hawkster. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Sammy. How are you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Well, uh, we uh, we we kind of got on a li- little late with you, um, and uh, yeah. well, we had we had issues getting in the studio, so that's okay. Uh, it's just it's just been a wild night, but uh, we got uh, Sammy Bulls our guest here. We got about uh, 21 minutes, uh, give or take a little bit, because uh, I know we can't go uh, go over. But uh, so, Sammy, give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, uh, have fun with the interview here. Okay, perfect. Um, so, hi, I'm Sammy the Bull. Um, I do. Uh, so I am a, uh, a fighter. I do. Uh, we have a company called Fresh Fight, as well as a group called IWFA, where we um, basically we bring in pro wrestlers and we do real uh, fights with them, and we have a lot of fun. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're uh, you're pretty you're undefeated, are you not? Oh, I don't know if I could take it that far. Um, undefeated, I'm not, but. Um, I, I do win the majority of my fights. I think I'm about 75, you know, win about 75% of my fights or so. And I think I'm up to about like 200 or so, maybe a little bit over that. So uh, not bad. I also fight out of my weight class. So, um, so there's that. Uh, Sammy the Bulls, our guest here. We got about, uh, 25 minutes here with, uh, Sammy. So uh, I guess my, my question, um, is, uh, when, uh, uh, you said you you t- you take on uh, other wrestlers and uh, uh, such. Uh, let me ask you this now: uh, 
do you uh, ever uh, take on uh, anybody else besides wrestlers? Let's say like, uh, well, let's say like someone like me, the icon, or Matthias, or Granny Hulkster, they, they, they call you up and say, uh, hey, I think I can take you. Uh, can you arrange that? And what would that, uh, what would that entail? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If Granny Hawkster wanted to come down and uh, give it a try, uh, yeah, we, we definitely do that. Um, we do only so we only we only use women for the pro wrestling uh, for the IWSA type fighting and stuff like that. Uh, and we they we we do take just about anybody. I mean, um, the IWSA is really pointed towards um, your pro wrestling fans, your pro wrestling crowd, um, although it's not scripted or anything like that. And then um, we also have a company, you know, it's a sister company called Fresh Fight, where we, then um, that's really kind of anybody that walks in, um, you know, kind of has an opportunity to get in the ring and um, try it out and see if they have what it takes, you know. So uh, we have Sammy the Bull, the Terminator, on here with us. So if uh, oh. if the icon wanted to have a match with you, since I'm not uh, since I'm not a gal, I wouldn't be able to fight you. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Sorry about that icon. <laughs> oh well, I, I try had to try. I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Sam the Bull? Go ahead, the Terminator. Go ahead. Well, uh, Granny, uh, Granny Hulkster is not a wrestler. I'm just a fan, and with having both of my knees replaced and having pacemaker, I don't think I would be able to wrestle very well. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think I would wrestle. I don't think I would be able to wrestle. I could talk smack to all the bad guys I want, but wrestling, you know, I have been handcuffed to a manager, however, once. So, you well, know. Uh, well, Granny, you could do a you could do a cane on a pole match against the Terminator. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I I, I don't think so. I mean, I I think I'll just stick to. Um, I think I'll just stick to be just the fan that I am and that I love so much. I'll let somebody else do the wrestling. <laughs> well, uh, well, so let me ask you this. What uh, of your most toughest matches you've ever had, and who was it against? Um, wow, yeah. Yeah, so we really kind of got the start. To, so Fresh Fight came about first, um, but then we got into um, – we had Sarah Logan out to um, to Fresh Fight, and when we did the fight with Sarah Logan, you know that 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 was really tough. Sarah Logan beat me. Um, I know you guys know. Uh, I for, she be I forget what her name was when she was in WWE, but um, but so when I we brought in Sarah Logan, she was awesome, and we're like, you know, that's really where the competition might be for good for girls, like you know for to be able to still like you know get in a ring and not do something as much as UFC is, but to also not like you know because we kind of like walk a fine line between UFC and pro wrestling and so, um so, so Sarah Logan she was she was a tough tough opponent um Santana Garrett was a pretty tough opponent uh let's see yeah I mean out of the pro wrestlers that I think I fought with I think Sarah Logan was probably definitely the toughest and yeah, Sarah Logan has been a guest on our show as a matter of fact. Oh, Gushy. Awesome. I don't have to go back and see that interview. I didn't know that. And the interesting thing is she said the same thing about you. Oh yeah. Dude, she is dude, she's tough as nails. <laughs> she is a brawler. Like she she's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, a real uh, joy to, it was a treat to fight her. 
We, we do appreciate the PG language, too. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, Sammy the Bulls, our guest, the Terminator. And uh, even though that uh, you, you don't wrestle uh, guys, but I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind having Granny Hulkster in your, uh, in your corner. Uh, but, uh, Matthias, even though that we, we couldn't have a match against Sammy the Bull, what do you have for our guest, Sammy the Bull? Go ahead. Well, I mean, I was going to tell Granny before she missed her curfew and possibly broke a hip, you know, and, and all that same stuff I throw at her. I don't, I don't want her losing any more of her memory with her Alzheimer's or breaking a hip or severely hurting herself to wrestle her. I don't have Alzheimer's, you know, so don't even go there. So I was going to say, since you kind of pointed that out, that if I were to say, since I am a pro wrestler and I am the current EWI Diamond champion, I would say if I was going to get you and Granny up to North Dakota – <laughs> Would you get in the ring with me for a couple hundred dollars and challenge me for my EWI Diamond Championship in a no holds barred match? I'm willing to do it. Hmm. I don't know. That's something we Grant- have to talk about. That's that's an interesting challenge. We talk about that offline, but um, but you, you know, it, it, the thing is about women and men is you know our center of gravities are in a completely different space. So I mean, re- men really. I don't really think men have what it takes to to really <laughs> to, to be up against women in fighting. If you were to, if I was to be quite honest with you, um, so, you know, granted, if we were matched, matched the same size, weight, kind of kind of class. So, so I think it was you have your hands full. Is all I'm saying. I'd be more than willing to accept that challenge. <laughs> North Dakota's number one heel versus the Terminator with Granny Hulkster. What a Nah, not even a good enough manager. You'd have to get somebody else, unless Granny really wants to set up for the challenge. I'll do a triple threat if she really wants to get in the ring. I mean, just no, like I said, don't I, break I it. Don't, I don't want to get in the ring, Matthias. That, that's quite all right. I'll, I'll just, I'll sit from the seat and watch. I mean, I would be her manager. I could be her manager, but that would be the extent of my wrestling ability right there, just being somebody's manager, you know. So. Uh. Uh, Sammy the Bulls, our guest here, and uh, we have, uh, well, we have about uh, 18 minutes. So let me ask you this. When you, uh, when you decided to uh, join Fight, did you have to, uh, in the I, uh, IWFA, now, did you have to, uh, did you have to try out? Uh, did someone see you uh, uh, working out in a gym, bench pressing 300 pounds? What was it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, no. So we we actually you know a lot of times are recommended um, recommended people like you know uh, so so we have a pretty big fan base on Facebook and you know Twitter things like that all your normal social media types and so we we actually get a lot of people um, you know sponsors we get a lot of sponsorships and people wanting to suggest people and we'll reach out to them and then um, sometimes they'll come or sometimes they'll not come and uh, so so we kind of go with you know who who looks like they might be a good fit or if just they randomly kind of come across us and they, they, they maybe reach out to us and contact us. So, so there's not really a tryout thing, but I mean, we do a good screening of them, I guess, you know, you always want to get with people that are um, good at being able to collaborate with and stuff. So. And uh, if uh, now, do you, do you film these matches? Uh, Do they uh, get broadcast somewhere? Uh, Kind of take us through on, uh, well, where we might be able to see yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of these things are available. So you can get little clips and highlights that um, there's a Facebook for um, IWSA as well as FreshBite.com. 
and well, in Fresh Fight Facebook. Um, so you could go either there or you could get, go to freshfight.com and we have our videos available for purchase. Um, our fights are always about 25, 25 minutes long or so, give or take. Um, they're the best, um, you know, the most pins or the most, uh, the most tap outs wins. Sometimes they tie. Um, all kinds of crazy things can happen, really, um, you know. Now, uh, can, can fans book dream matches as well if they want? What was that? Can, can fans book dream matches too? Like if they uh, if they want to uh, like uh, give like a couple hundred dollars and they want to have you uh, fight a certain opponent, uh, would you be able to do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's some of our best fights really because we get um, you know after uh, after your fans watch for a while, you know you kind of they can see you know you might be good better off with this girl or this girl versus this girl, and so those tend to be really great matches. So yeah, we do a lot of that. And uh, the way I understand it, uh, you have a uh, you have a match coming up with uh, Monty Jewel. Is that right? Monty Jewel, yeah, yes, um, yes. I'm not sure. We haven't got it scheduled quite yet, um, but we're working on bringing her out. Yeah. And uh, we we know that uh, you'll be victorious uh, in that match. <laughs> uh, but uh, when when you uh, when you decided to uh, start doing the, the fighting thing. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, you, I, I know that you have, uh, you know, you have like your relatives, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, mm-hmm. uh, like if, let, uh, I don't know if you have a brother or sister, but, uh, let's say you had an older brother and you told him that, uh, you were going to become a fighter. Uh, did he try and steer you away or did he say, well, uh, all that, uh, all that picking on, uh, when I picked on you as a, as a little kid, uh, is about to pay off something like that. Yeah, you know, actually, I did have an older brother, and he was your typical older brother, like, you know, um, farting and putting me under covers and, like, giving me nuggies and giving me Indian burns and stuff like that. So um, I don't think he was very surprised. Uh, my dad actually used to wrestle with He was a state champ wrestler whenever uh, he was in high school, and so he used to wrestle with me when I was younger because um, I always thought that was fun. Um, I, I was a little – I've been an adrenaline junkie since I was a little girl, so – um, you know, my dad would take me on roller coasters and haunted houses when I was young and stuff like that. So, um, so I kind of, I don't think anybody was really too surprised. Um, but yeah, they do kind of harp on me a little bit about, you know, the toll it could take on your body and so on and so forth and whatnot. But, but I'm feeling pretty all right and, you know, still get over it. Uh, Sandy Bowles our guest here. Uh, Sandy Bowles our guest here. We got a few minutes here. Uh, I believe Big Swing is uh, back on with us. Do you have any questions for our guest, uh, Sandy Bowles? Um, I actually, you guys actually did a good job of covering a lot of that. Um, and I've been in and out of the studio, um, due to other, you know, free agency obligations for the NFL. I've been, I've been in and out of reporting different things. So I've missed a lot of it. So I'm sure that whatever I ask will be a rehash and, uh, they really want to ra- waste their time, but uh, I have enjoyed what I've listened to out of the one ear, ear phone. So it's been good. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's funny you mentioned being in and out of the studio. We know about that tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. No, yeah, except the difference is I have to go one room to the next room because there are different FM stations. It's crazy. But, oh, well. <laughs> well, well, you you are you are hard worker. Uh, yeah, I'm not out in North Dakota where, where they're at um, for the actual studio. I'm over here in New York uh, calling in. So. Okay. You're much closer. You're much closer. 
Well, where, where so, are you located? Uh, we're over here. Um, so we're in Ohio. So you oh, know, that's 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 a neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty close. So, uh, Sammy, I can say O H, and you would say I O. <laughs> there you go. And uh, or, or see, as, uh, Nick Swisher once said, "Bro, Ohio." Yes. <laughs> right. Um, uh, as, as a matter of fact, uh, both uh, uh, Sammy Bull and I are both a uh, big Buckeye fan. So, uh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Well, um, <laughs> not everybody not not everybody can cheer for a team that loses out in the playoffs, the first round every year, like the Dallas Cowboys do. That's uh, but true. that's a story for another time. Uh, Sammy Bull's our guest here, so we can uh, do this here uh, before we run out of time. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? All those things. We're not on YouTube. Um, we got Facebook. We got uh, so you can find Sammy the Bull on Facebook. You can find me um, firstfight.com. You can go to Twitter. You can go to uh, TikTok. Uh, yeah. So so all of those things. You should definitely be able to find Fresh Fight or IWFA, which is the International Women's Fighting League. Um, so you can check those out. And uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, you know what, uh, Sammy? We know what really. Uh, toughened you up. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but she used to be a bull rider. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Like I said, from a young age, I've been in a little adrenaline junkie, and um, I started off riding bulls when I turned about 18 or so, and um, I didn't do it for too long, but it's it's a ride, man. I mean, like, you've never felt alive until you've been on the back of a bull like that, to be quite honest with you. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, how, how many different bulls did you ride? Um, so I was a novice, which means they basically bring in and any bull that they bring in, you, they kind of put through that. So um, I worked a different bull each time. I think I probably maybe did it about maybe five to ten times. And uh, you, um, uh, of course, we, uh, you know, not to take away from your bull riding career, but uh, when you think about it, uh, getting into the ring is a lot safer than riding a 500-pound bull. Yeah, 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 it's a lot safer. Um it's a lot different though. Um it's a lot safer but it, but it's very it's 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 well actually and it's even similar in this aspects of just, you know, being able to look somebody in the face and like have no idea what's about to happen out of that is such an exciting experience. It's 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 really worth the, you know, everybody should try it one time, I think. <laughs> and uh did uh, as a bull rider, did you ever uh have any uh major injuries or anything uh, like that, or uh, were you ever no, injured in no, the no. ring? Um, I, not, not bull riding. My friend, though, she actually got uh, trampled, and she had a collapsed lung. Um, so I have seen people, I've had people close to me get hurt bull riding. In the ring, I have had a broken nose, but it broke in place, actually. And that was one time, it was a long time ago, and it was a, um, it was a girl who hadn't, she she was she was an interesting chick. Um, that's that's I'll just leave that there. Seven <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, bulls are yeah. guest here. We we got about uh, four minutes here. We are live on eighty nine point one Ken's FM and uh, uh, the truncated version of the show. Uh, so what uh, what what do you got coming up on uh, the horizon, uh, Sammy? Uh, that you can tell us about. Yeah, um, on the horizon, so we have um, some some girls coming out. I think you guys might know um, one would be Rebel Cool. Yep. 
Um, man, I just lost my list too. I had a I had my lineups right here in front of me, and my computer just died. That sucks. Um, so I know Rebel Cool was on there. Um, uh, Maddie Jewell is on there. Um, she's coming up. Rebel Kelly. I think I said that, didn't I? Right, right. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think so, those are the uh, only two that we've really reached out and had good contact with. So, so those are the two I have in mind coming up. So uh, I'll tell you what, uh, when you do fight Rebel, you can ask her what it's like to uh, have uh, Tony Schiavone as a, uh, as, as, a, as a cohort. You'll have to ask her about that. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll do. Sam the Bulls, our guest here, we've we got about uh, uh, a few minutes here left, uh, uh, and then we're going to uh, talk about uh, a tragic loss in the wrestling business. Uh, we'll be talking about that in a little bit, but... Uh, so, but anyway, Sammy, uh, this is actually the third time you've been on our show, and uh, we we do appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, we got a few minutes here left, but uh, if someone wanted to get involved in uh, the IWFA, what would they have to do besides beat you? <laughs> well, you know, um, so I think the best thing to do would be to go to the IWFA Facebook um, fight page. And the administrator there, like, you know, give us a message and they'll, they'll definitely get back to you. Um, that, that's probably the easiest to reach us. And um, if not, you could always go to, like, IWFA.com or you could go to FreshFight.com and you could um, reach out and contact us that way. Uh, Sammy Bulls, our guest here, we've got about uh, 90 seconds. So let me ask you this. Has uh, any uh, uh, gal out there, opponent uh, that you've had, <clears throat> seen like one of your videos and like contact and you said hey you know what you don't look so tough to me i think i can take you has that ever happened oh gosh yeah that, that's happened quite a lot um that's happened quite a lot and there's a she's she wasn't a pro wrestler but um there's this chick i fought recently man her name's not coming to my mind but maybe it will um by the time i'm done saying this um so she was a carpenter and she was dude she was so strong it's not even funny like she came from like five or six states away, uh, our sponsors flew her in, and she came and she friggin' she stomped me, dude. She she whipped my butt. Um, she was a, she was a really tough opponent. So, but not usually. Usually, whenever they're calling and talking crap like that, they they usually get, yeah. They, we usually put them in line. But um, but um, well, yeah, you, I was, you know, I was definitely I, some girls with some skills that have come. Yeah, in. I was kind of I, I was kind of hoping you weren't you weren't gonna say yeah we had a tool belt on a pole match or something like that. <laughs> nope. No, no, it wasn't like that, but, you know. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Sam, we do appreciate uh, you joining us. And uh, real quick before you go, uh, our fans know that if uh, you uh, like our page on Facebook, like Ken's 89.1 page on Facebook, do a $10 donation. We'll get you an autograph qualifier uh, for our future guests, past guests, or current guests. Uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways there, Samuel? Absolutely. You got it. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we appreciate you joining us tonight. You have been so awesome, and we appreciate it. And we'll definitely have you on again uh, for a longer period of time uh, instead of uh, on a truncated version of the interview. We appreciate it. Yeah, sorry about that. We just kind of got fumbled Monday, you know. (laughs) Awesome. We appreciate it, Sammy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Awesome. Sammy Bowles, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, uh, we're going to take a quick little break, uh, and then uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, have a little tribute conversation 
so give us a uh, few seconds, and uh, we will uh, be back in a little bit. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we got uh, well, we got about uh, five or six minutes here before we got to uh, sign off. But uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, today uh, we've got some tragic news in the wrestling business. Um, we lost uh, Scott Hall. Uh, Razor Ramon, and um, uh, I, um, I'm i going to try and get through this and not get too emotional, but uh, I remember when uh, Scott Hall came on the, the scene uh, in the WWE. I didn't know I didn't really know much as a diamond stud, but uh, if you guys remember, he always used to come to the ring wearing gold chains, and uh, in high school, uh, during sports events, I started wearing gold chains like uh, Razor Ramon did, and if you guys always remember, uh, when he would hand off his gold chains, uh, he would say to the ring guy, you see this gold man? Something happened to this gold man. Something going to happen to you. And uh, that always resonated with me. Of course, I would never turn over my gold with anybody. But uh, we're, we'll kind of go around here a little bit. Uh, uh, first off, we'll talk with uh, Big Swing. Now, you did a, you did a story about uh, Scott Hall today, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mentioned it briefly. It was a sports talk show, so a lot of free agency stuff dominated, but I did, I did slip it in there, um, as my own personal tribute, um, just because, you know, of, of what he meant to me growing up, uh, as a wrestling fan, I, I opened my show this morning with, uh, AO, you know, and, and nobody really got it, but I did. So, you know, it works for me. And then I, I ended with, you know, you want a war? We're going to give you a war, you know? And, and I mean, again, people didn't get it, but, uh, it was a big part of my childhood and the outsiders and the, uh, you know, the, the beginning of the NWO was, was a big thing for me. And I hated Scott Hall personally. Um, uh, you know, just because I, I, I didn't like the NWO. Um, I was a Hogan fan. Yes. But obviously being a kid, you root for the, you know, you root for the, uh, the faces and boo the heels. And that's what I did. Um, but I, I do now understand at 33 years old, how important he was to, the development of WCW and, and that business as a whole. Uh, and, uh, uh, Granny, what, uh, do you have a favorite Scott Hall moment? Well, you know, I he was just one of the best in the business. I mean, you know, yeah, I wasn't like, you know, Granny don't like the heels, you know. And so, you know, my, my son came up with kind of a, a story here since we're going to be going to WrestleMania. Did you know we're going to WrestleMania, Big Swing? I didn't know if you knew that stuff. I did not know that. That's awesome. Well, B-Train is flying into Kansas City and driving to Arkansas to get me, David, and Anthony, and we're leaving the 30th of March to go to Texas for WrestleMania, so we are so excited. But Mm. Anthony said, well, Mom, yeah, we definitely need to – that this was before Scott Hall passed when I found out, you know, that he'd had the blood clot and 
the three heart attacks in a row and everything. And Anthony says, now we definitely need to get the NWO shirts, Mom, and wear them out in front of AT&T Stadium, you know. And I said, well, <laughs> if Granny wore one, and that's a big if, I would probably have to wear the red and black because I like wolves, you know. So wolf, I would do it for the wolf pack, you know, not necessarily the black and white NWO because I'm not yeah. a heel. I'm not Hollywood Hogan or Granny Hollywood Hulkster, as, as Anthony likes to sometimes call me. But, no, he was a great legend in the business. I mean, I know he's definitely going to be missed. Prayers go out to his family, his many friends, the fans. I mean, the guys and the women that he worked with, you know, in the business. You know, it, it's another tragic loss. And, you know, fans, let me tell you, I can when, you know, talking about the blood clot, you know, and everything and causing the heart attack. I mean, blood clots are nothing to mess with, guys, because I tell you, in 2004, a month after I lost my dad, I ended up in the hospital with two blood clots in my right leg. And while I was in the hospital, one of the clots broke loose and went to my right lung. And the doctor told me, he said, if you had not come in that Sunday night when you did to the hospital, you would not be alive this morning. So, you know, I, you know, when I when I read about the blood clots and everything, just my heart just, it, it's been well, a very sad day. Well, we got about uh, 60 seconds. Uh, Matthias, uh, then we'll, uh, we'll continue this in the next week. But uh, go ahead, Matthias, what do you got? Well, I'll be really quick. I just want to say one of his epic moments in wrestling was his squash match against the one, two, three kid where he got beat. That was one of his best moments because it was one of the most shocking moments. But before I go, as a fellow heel in the wrestling business, as one of my favorite bad guys, I want to do his catchphrase. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And uh, with that said, uh, we'll be back next week uh, in the studio for the whole show. Uh, Until next week, we want you to love each other. Uh, be be kind to each other, and um, uh, be checking out our Facebook page and Ken's page for update, updates next week. Uh, until then, we all love you. We'll talk to you real soon. Rest in peace, big guy.